Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. Happy hump day. Hey. It's Wednesday. It's the Colleen and Bradley show so on my talk 1071. I'm live today. On I am because it's a hump day. We're getting over the hump. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, let's start the show uh, the same way we do every day, with the three things we think you need to hear so you can be in the know today. It's the three at 12.03. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 12.03. Three. Right That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Yes, three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. All right, so yesterday, uh, as, as we all know and remember, was 9-11, uh, a, very, a very difficult anniversary uh, for our country and something that we were talking about a lot yesterday uh, in our lives, a lot of memorials. And uh, there was one in Andover, Minnesota, that had something pretty spectacular happen. This was a memorial that was put up by uh, the Andover fire chief and uh, his, his fire fighters they put up a memorial using two fire trucks and they had a flag up and the most american thing ever happened in that moment listen to this hey guys we're out here live uh on the highway 10 bridge i want to show you what's going on here on the bridge look what landed on top of the aerial on 9 11 isn't that unbelievable This eagle just landed on the aerial. While we're doing the 9-11 memorial. Phenomenal. That's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. I'm telling you, this thing has gone, this video has gone viral. I mean, everybody's everybody's talking about it. Um, But it it is kind of one of those cool moments. A little bit takes your breath away. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what you believe in, it just sort of feels kind of divine, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Okay, can we switch topics uh, for a moment and talk about what's behind door number two? Let's talk about what's behind door number two. Uh, Can we talk about Olivia Munn? Oh, yeah. So this is a story that we've already spoken about regarding Olivia Munn um, basically speaking out uh, about just a really bad choice that uh, the studio made uh, with her latest film project. And uh, that's the Predator movie. She went to do an interview about it and her cast members decided not to show up. The incident involved a sex offender, a registered sex offender, a man who had sent sexually explicit texts to a child. His relative Mm -hmm. uh, was in a in a clip or excuse me, in a scene of the movie with her. She found out about it. Asked them to remove the thing. They did. Her coworkers basically left her to the wolves. 
that is the press when she did the interview. And so she was like, I don't know how to lie. I don't know what else to do right now other than tell you the truth. Here's what happened. Well, now she says that she was chastised by Fox for speaking out about the issue. Let's have a listen. This was on Ellen yesterday. The public, um, social media, fans, uh, strangers on the street, all of the news outlets um, have been extremely supportive. And that's such a a gift because um, it's not an easy situation to be in. I, when I, I did find out, and he was a 38-year-old man at the time. It happened about 10 years ago. He's 38 years old and went after a 14-year-old female relative. And when I found that out, I did call um, Fox, and I said, we have to delete the scene. And, um, and they did, thankfully. And then I did reach out to my co-stars, and I got chastised the next day by um, people at the studio for telling them, and why am I not just, you know, you know just keeping it quiet? It's all going to be okay. It's gonna get, it got deleted. What's the big deal? And I said, well... I mean, it happened, and, and um, the people who collude to keep people like this in positions of power, that's the real problem. The people who keep turning blind eyes, especially when it's you. I think that people expected me to be quiet because it was my movie, but I, the truth is I don't care. Like, I don't care if this movie gave me all the money in the world and all the power. Like, if it costs one person's life, like, they can take it. I don't want this career. Yep. So that was her talking to Ellen yesterday. And I think, you know, being very brave and uh, this is not an easy thing, even though she is, you know, a very successful actress, has a certain amount of clout in Hollywood. um, It is still knowing the forces that uh, are out there. um, This is a brave thing for her to do. Absolutely. Especially given the fact that, you know, silence has been um, the enemy of these stories um, getting out and change happening And, and her ability to. Um, not put her own needs or success in front of uh, the safety of the people who she works with and a system that is allowed for this, um, I think is to be commended. I also think, too, that um, this isn't something where she just seems like she's trying to make hay out of something that, you know, I'm sure some people out there will think that, you know, she's just trying to make hay to get attention and she's getting attention for the movie. And I don't think we've actually ever talked about the movie. I don't think most people probably, in fact, I had to remind myself as I looked at the story what the movie was again, because mm-hmm. it's not something I'm super excited about. I'm also not like the hugest fan of Olivia Munn, and I don't know that this had an impact on that f- feeling. Mm-mm. The only thing I could tell you she did, I know she's done a lot, is the Magic Mike movie, because that's what I remember. Um, But my point is, I don't think she's doing this for any reason other than the ones she's stated. Because, again, I don't know what benefit she would get. Absolutely. Other than to just feel good about herself when she puts her head on the pillow at night. Absolutely. Okay. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Oh, God. We're going to... Okay. We're going to take a real, we're, we're going to laugh and then we're going to get serious. Let's have a listen to a guy talk about a very, very serious subject. That's all I'm going to say. They haven't seen anything like what's coming at us in uh, 25, 30 years, maybe ever. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Tremendous amounts of water. Okay, that is our president describing the uh, oncoming Hurricane Florence. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just thought the description, extremely big and extremely wet, was a hilarious combination Mm -hmm. of words. Yes. (laughs) To share with people during a very serious moment where you're trying to explain to people the magnitude 
of a very strong hurricane yes. headed towards uh, the United States. It was an interesting choice of words. It's also, to kind of wet. the understatement of the century, yeah, right? I mean, basically. Um, and so, to your point, Bradley, we are going to have a little moment hey, of look. haha, and then, oh my gosh. Uh, so, not the best choice of words, probably. If I had come on the air and said to you, that Hurricane Florence, Colleen, that is extremely big, mm-hmm. that thing, and it is really wet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would point that out, that mm-hmm. that was hilarious, mm-hmm. and uh, rightly so. So I think we need to do that to the commander-in-chief. Okay, so back to the hurricane, mm-hmm. Florence. Everybody's talking about it. This is a big deal. Yeah. It's a really it big is. deal. It's, it's really wet. Big deal. No, it is a big deal. And certainly we are um, keeping our eye on it and actually hoping that tomorrow we'll Mm. be able to talk to uh, at least one person who uh, is in that area and uh, has been preparing for, for, you know, what is inevitable. Um, We understand that it's not, it's not supposed to make landfall until this weekend right like well, early like, late this week early this weekend it's probably not going to make landfall until at least friday uh residents in three states um you know ha- still have some time to evacuate but the the, the we obviously don't know when that could change yeah. you know, where it was last night versus where it is this morning uh the track has it going in a totally not totally different but in a relatively different direction mm-hmm. so we still don't know exactly where it's going to happen but in the meantime in between time that cone of effect or whatever you call it is very wide and millions literally millions of residents in uh, more than three states have been told to either evacuate or prepare to evacuate so this is no small thing and it'll be with us for days so you know and oddly not oddly predictably this happens just about the same time every year yeah i mean hurricane yeah exactly and honestly last year at just about this time uh, we were having similar conversations we had several already yeah um, whether it was Houston or whether it was Puerto Rico and Florida. So we will do what we did last year, and we'll talk to some people who are in the path of Hurricane Florence tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And uh, one more quick reminder about something else going on tomorrow. Big news. Oh, my Lord. 9 a.m. Tickets go on sale oh, for Project Down and Dirty finally. Comedy. It's pretty exciting. Now, listen, there's two different types of tickets that you can buy. There is a limited amount of VIP tickets. Those will get you tickets to the reunion show. That's where you can hear how Down and Dirty Project Down and Dirty actually got uh, and see us all in person looking very tired, no doubt. Uh, you can get, you'll get tickets in the first three rows at Mystic Lake. And then you will also get the opportunity to uh, attend the meet and greet after the show. Yep. So those are $75. You said and the then, reunion show, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then for $35, which is such a reasonable cost for a fun comedy show with wow. <laughs> us. I mean, I mean, who knows it's a if good funny- ticket price, whether or not it's going to be worth it. Remains it's either going to be, gonna be funny because we're funny or it's going to be yeah. funny because we're not funny. Exactly. So there will either be, way, you're going to laugh. You will get your $35 worth. And uh, even if we stinko, um, you you know, you're there at Mystic Lake. Yeah. You can have some buffet. You exactly. go to the casino. And, uh, you know, $35 is probably the cheapest. Now I'm probably lying, but I think probably one of the cheaper uh, Project Down and Dirty Oh, for sure. Ticket experiences we've ever had. Absolutely. We won't be providing the tomatoes or rotten produce no. to no, throw at us. Only don't. No, don't. No, don't. But do 
wear a poncho just in case we have any Gallagher-like experiences. Yes! All right. So remember that. Tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock a.m. sharp, those go on sale. We'll be updating you throughout the day as to how uh, how those are going. Okay, when we come back, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The beautiful Elizabeth Reese has brought hey dirt. Girl. Hi, friends. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm going to start with some Bachelor news oh, okay. because um, the finale of Bachelor in Paradise was on last night. And oh, I, I got yeah, sucked I was so in. excited. I didn't see I it. watched I every. Say, I don't think you watch it. Oh, guys. I just got so sucked in. It was just too fun. And I watched so much of it. So I'm just going to give you a couple little details on some Bachelor people. Number one, um, as we look ahead to Dancing with the Stars, grocery store Joe, who was on our girl Becca's season of The Bachelorette, but was sent home the very first night, mm-hmm. but became a fan favorite, mm-hmm. was on Paradise. He is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. He's so charming and so cute. Uh, Jenna and Jordan. Jordan was a fan favorite from Becca's season of The Bachelorette. He was the model guy who pranced around in the gold underpants. Yep. He was so entertaining. He went on Bachelor in Paradise. He and uh, Jenna, who I think was on Ari's season of The Bachelor, they ended up getting engaged <gasps> at the end. But now there are cheating rumors. No. Reality Steve posted a report accusing Jenna of cheating on Jordan, sharing text messages allegedly sent by Jenna to another man in which she says, uh, this is all for my business. Me and Jordan, that was her uh, grammatical error, not mine, P.S., aren't together for real. I don't even like him, let alone love him. I'm better than him, and once I'm able to, I'll break it off for good and make up some story to make him look bad if it will make you feel better. Yeah. So that one is to be determined, which is just kind of sad because they were just so cute together. But you know, not everything you see on TV is real. Oh, Here's in what fact, I will: none of it's real, especially, I, yeah, in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, I I will say I I find it mildly refreshing that at least she's had she was honest. Well, in the text message to the other guy, I know, which is horrible. But like, this wasn't really you know, honest. To if the it's guy. out there now, she's gonna have to be honest. I don't know. We'll see. Becca Martinez, who was on Ari's season of The Bachelor, with. Our Becca from mm-hmm. Minnesota. Becca Martinez is the one who went missing. Remember, she oh, went yeah. on The Bachelor and then never told her family. And then her mom filed a missing persons report. Oh, it was like, she's missing. Story, she's 23. She announced during an interview that she is pregnant. Wow. At 23 with her boyfriend. Oh, she said, I immediately called Grayston. Grayston is her boyfriend. And then went across the street to the Dollar Tree and bought two more pregnancy tests. They, of course, were both positive. I would be nervous about Dollar Tree. No, actually, is that the place to get them? Yes. Because they are highly overpriced. We were just talking about this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. 
and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. They also sell ribeyes. No. At the Dollar I'm Tree. not even kidding you. And salmon. Fillets. So, like, I might not trust the salmon no. fillets. I'm not even kidding you. The pregnancy tests, though, yeah, they totally are legit. Why not? And yeah. eggs. They have groceries, Elizabeth. I had no idea my mind was blown. It's all because of Jan on YouTube. I'll tell you later. I haven't been to a dollar Oh, you got to get time. there because also they have the best craft section and like, I'm not kidding, craft school supplies. Section? Like oh. crafting. Like crafting. Not like mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew that. <laughs> no. I mean, yes, I would like some well, craft I, I immediately cheese, went to the But I'm just like, box. do you do a lot of crafting, Colleen? No, my daughter does. Oh, sure. Yeah, and I'd rather pay a dollar for things that I pay yeah. lots more than a dollar no for. No kidding. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Dollar Tree's where it's at. Viola Davis is making some headlines. Oh, uh, this saying, is interesting. It is interesting. Saying that she regrets uh, her role in the movie The Help. So... She talked to the New York Times. She's at the Toronto Film Festival. And this is what she said. Have I ever done roles that I've regretted? I have. And the help is on that list. Why? So this was part of a bunch of questions that were submitted by Times readers. Um, She says uh, she's talking about her career, talking about the constant pressure to be a beacon of hope for women of color. Um, But she goes on and says... uh, the help, you know, which has been criticized for overcrediting white women for improvements mm. in race mm-hmm. relations instead of placing more emphasis on the real heroes of the stories, which are the black women. Sure. Um, she said, I just felt at the end of the day that it wasn't the voices of the maids that were heard. The maid that she played, her character's name was Abilene in this movie. I know Abilene. I know Minnie. They're my grandma. They're my mom. And I know that if you do a movie where the whole premise is, I want to know what it feels like to work for white people and to bring up children in 1963. I want to hear how you really feel about it. I never heard that in the course of the movie. Wow. So she didn't feel that the movie, um, it just placed enough emphasis on the perspective mm-hmm. of black women and that experience in that movie. And I think, you know, that's fair. Yeah, oh, for sure. Definitely a valid, it's totally criticism. valid. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, you kind of wonder because she was nominated for an Oscar for that. And that she was very well known before that, but that was big. That, that was, was huge. Big. And so I wonder if her perspective is, which I think for a lot of people, when they look back at something is if they were as, confident and powerful as they are now, what would they have been able to push for differently in a previous project? Yeah, absolutely. So, and she no doubt is not going to do a project like that today. No doubt a project like that today would not happen because it probably would have the perspective that she, you know, one would hope Mm -hmm. one would hope because God knows we need that perspective. Um, Okay, so Apple's coming out with these new products, you guys. What products? I know Tell this me, isn't celebrity news, but it kind of is because every celebrity is going to be having yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Including you, too. Like Apple. Apple um, appears to have inadvertently leaked details of the coming generation of iPhones and the new Apple Watch series on its own product sitemap ahead of the big hardware announcement, which I think um, happened earlier today. But uh, there's an Apple Watch Series 4. New watch bands will be available in wider sizes. And um, it was kind of a controversy that they leaked some of it before it actually ended up coming out. Well, they need help with the buzz, right? Because we've sort of gotten a little bit over the Apple events. They're not as exciting and huge as as they once were. Yeah, because what happens is, is it's just another version of, you know, and it's so expensive. I mean, I it's like these phones are crazy mm-hmm. expensive. I just had to switch phone companies and I paid off my phone yeah. and it was like I had to take out another mortgage mm-hmm. to do it. It it's was crazy. 
so expensive. And it's becoming this thing where it's like, does everyone want the latest every time? Because there aren't that many cool updates to it. Yeah. Like, sure. I don't want to I mean, how many Apple more Watch? things can your dumb phone do? Just wait. We'll find uh, out. Seriously, we will find out. Yeah. Did you guys listen to that um, Joe Rogan podcast with um, with uh, Elon Musk? <laughs> no, I bet it was a doozy. So it's gotten a ton of headlines and a ton of attention because they were um, a little high and intoxicated, apparently, when oh, they were fun. doing this or Shocker. parts of it. But um, the my husband listened to almost all of it and has just been obsessing over it because Elon Musk's perspective on how we are our phones and our phones are us <laughs> is deeply troubling. <laughs> It is. Oh, believe he's also, me. He's also a weirdo. but <laughs> Totally. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. just a goober, but also very dangerous in the sense that, like, he's very powerful. I yes. know. And he is, he's a mad genius. Jeffrey Owens from The Cosby Show, by the way, he's doing a, a spot on NCIS New Orleans. Oh, oh After that whole Trader Joe's situation. Good. I'm, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad A lot of actors him. today are hoping they get spotted at the Trader Joe's. No, no kidding. kidding. Yeah. Exactly. That's the place to be uh, seen. Thank you, Elizabeth Bye. Reese. Catch her next Dirt Alert at 520-651-641-1071. We need a player for our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds, five questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. I got the chance. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Alicia on the phone. Woo! Turn your radio there down, Alicia. We go. Uh, nope, we have not turned our radio down yet. We're going to wait for about eight seconds until Alicia turns her radio down. What is she playing for today, Brad? Alicia is playing for a pair of run of engagement movie passes to see A Simple Favor, starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Coming to theaters September 14th. Are you ready, Alicia? Yes, sir. I am ready. Fabulous. Here we go. Clark Kent and Lois Lane work for what newspaper? Um, what did you say again? I can't hear you. Clark Kent and Lois Lane work for what newspaper? Uh, New York Times. Nope. Uh, I'm not sure. Steve Jobs was most famous for being the CEO of what tech company? Um, skip that, please. Lourdes Leon is the oldest child of which celebrity? Um... Oh, darn. The band BTS is from what country? Oh, Alicia. Alicia, I'm so that sorry. That was really... I'm sorry. That was unfortunate. That's probably um, the way I said the questions. Mm, yeah, if you would have said them eight seconds earlier, I think we would have maybe gotten there. I feel bad because maybe she was hearing two voices and it's I, hard. Yeah. Um, so... Should we answer those? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Clark Kent and Lois Lane work for what newspaper? The Daily Planet. Steve Jobs was most famous for being the CEO of what tech company? Apple. Lourdes Leon is the oldest child of which celebrity? Madonna. The band BTS is from what country? South Korea. I don't, that's a, that's a doozy, but. Uh, And then last up, Kanye West's Yeezy brand is a collaboration with what athletic wear brand? Adidas. Or and if you're from the UK, Adidas. Adidas. Uh, that is our 30-second pop culture challenge. We do it every day at 1230. You can Good play luck. again Next tomorrow. Time, Alicia, you could try tomorrow. That's true. Turn your radio down. Uh, 
uh, now that we're done with that, we like to uh, solve mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought to us in this segment called Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. We got a trio of juicy, hot blind items from crazydaysandnights.net. Our first one has to do with a group of hosts. Hosts. Hosts are the subject of this kind blind of item. Probably is. From crazydaysandnights.net. Uh-huh. After years of kissing her butt and fear of losing their jobs, this group of hosts finally feels emboldened. The host who used to have her butt kissed now wishes she could fire them all for their remarks. Too late. Dun dun. dun. That would be the talk. Exactly. Hmm, let's fill in the blanks there. Okay. After years of kissing Julie Chen's butt for fear of losing their jobs, the hosts over on the talk now feel emboldened. And uh, Julie Chen wishes she could fire them all for their remarks. Too late. I bet she does. And these stories are going to come out. Oof. We're going to talk about one of them later, but we are going to see a lot. There are a lot of axes to be ground, I believe, in the fallout in the wake of Les Moonves and... um, uh, Julie Chen, I mean, Julie Chen presumably could come back. Presumably. I mean, yeah, man, it's, again, it's dicey because th- that is uh, the depth of 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 what she knows, how she's been tied to the company in this way. A lot of people believe that she got any and all of her jobs as a result of being the wife of the CEO. Um you know, I guess my question is like, there are going to be other people who are just as talented that are going to be knocking down those doors. Oh, for sure. She's got to yeah. be worried. I mean, you know, it's just like, and uh, again, we'll talk about this later in one particular story that uh, we'll share about, you know, what Les Moonves was responsible for in no small part. Um, the You know, when, when the old order changes, that's going to lead to, you know, some people who were at the tippy tippy top being you know Uh escorted to the door so there's a lot that um we'll likely be talking about in the days and weeks it's only just begun our next juicy blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with two separate a plus list mostly movie actors so two individuals are the subjects of this blind item from crazydaysandnights.net both a plus list actors It was a joke, he said, but it sounds a lot like sex trafficking. And when this A-plus list mostly movie actor tells his foreign-based rich investor friends to send over a, quote, companion who is placed in the trailer of this other A-plus list mostly movie actor for him to enjoy for the day, the, quote, companion had no choice but to be there because her passport had been taken away. She was discovered by a PA, a production assistant, in the trailer before the A-plus list actor oh arrived. What? Wow. Uh-huh. Okay, so A-plus list, mostly movie actor. Uh-huh. Two of them. And the one procures for the other one. Yes. I don't know. I have literally nothing to base this on because there's not a lot of identifying factors in there except for... But, like, for some reason, something feels very Clooney to me about this. Okay. No. Um, is it like a Leo? Oh. oh. Is Leo the first? The procure, the pimp? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that would make sense. Okay. And then the actor, is it somebody? Oh. Oh. Um, what's his name? Not Mark Wahlberg. The other one. That we Donnie? Always, no, the one that we confuse oh. Mark Wahlberg for. Matt Damon? 
No, not Matt Damon. Uh, now, think of somebody else that Matt Damon has worked with in the past. Uh, this person is currently working with Leonardo DiCaprio on a movie, which is why they would be Quentin together. Be together. Trailer. Who's the co-star? Oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, Whoa. man. All right, here you go. Yeah, Here's your blind item. Nasty. It was a joke, he said, but it sounds a lot like sex trafficking when Leonardo DiCaprio tells his foreign-based rich investor friends to send over a companion, who was then placed in the trailer of Brad Pitt for him to enjoy for the day. The companion had no choice but to be there because her passport had been taken away. She was discovered by a PA in the trailer before Brad Pitt arrived. Oh, Okay, so the only question I have is, like, is somebody following up on this, please? Like, if there is, like, sex trafficking going on in Hollywood, like, yeah, sure, that makes a great blind item for a segment. But, like, is somebody doing their job? You know what? We should stick a pin in that question, and next time we have NT Lawyer on, we should ask him about this. Because no doubt he was, this was likely reported to him by somebody who was on the set. Yeah. Right? And then you'd want to know, like, if something illegal is happening there... Then, you know, because yeah, that is actually sex trafficking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Moving on. The subject of this blind item from Crazy Days and Nights.net is an almost permanent A-list singer. Almost permanent A-list singer is the subject of this blind item from Crazy Days and Nights.net. This almost permanent A-list singer doesn't like to fire anyone ever. So, when her new bodyguard she hired for her tour told her he didn't allow anyone he watched to use coke or hard drugs, our singer stopped cold turkey. She says she thought about using it so he would quit, but that is that he's such a nice guy and supporting his family that she just quit. Okay, this Wait, is so what? weird. Who so quit? meaning the permanent almost permanent A-list singer quit coke and hard drugs cold turkey. Because she liked her new bodyguard so much and she didn't want to fire him. She thought about using so that he would just quit, but uh, she likes him and she doesn't want to fire him. So she put the the onus on herself to quit drugs rather than to fire this okay, person. Okay, so this is a, a drug user with a heart of gold story. Basically. Okay. Now, there are several names being thrown around on the comment section of CrazyDaysAndNights.net, but I think thinking about it, going through... It kind of points to a person, and it may be somebody that you're not thinking of. Oh, Taylor Swift. Uh, no. I just um, thought that would be interesting. Think of somebody who's on tour, and maybe who has had some medical issues while on I'm tour. I'm gonna say Britney Spears. Uh, no. Okay. Thank God, I'm happy no. about that. No, again, somebody that on you're tour. not thinking about who is currently um, on tour, and they were here in the Twin Cities several times this year already. Several times? Several times. Who the heck has been here several times? And this person was notably ill. Beyonce? Pink? Oh, Pink. Colleen? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that explains that. Yeah. Tell us more. Okay, go ahead. All right. Pink doesn't like to fire fire anyone ever. So when her new bodyguard that Pink hired for her tour told her that he didn't allow anyone he watched to use coke or hard drugs, Pink just stopped cold turkey. Pink says she thought about using it so that the bodyguard would quit, but that he's such a nice guy and that he's supporting his family with this work that uh, Pink just decided to quit. Oh, interesting. Okay, so that's weird, but 
Don't do drugs. Mm-mm. Just say no, people. Yeah, Nancy Reagan, that crap, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just weird that you'd be like, well, I really feel bad for this guy, so I'm not going to do the drugs. Most people I know who do the drugs don't care. So, mm, I don't know. Something's weird. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. About that. It's in, I mean, it definitely is kind of a... It feels like there are holes in that. But, to Holly's point, when you think about the fact that Pink herself is a family person yeah you could go along with the thought process that she would want to be supporting somebody who's supporting their family it just is but a if strange somebody's way that good to like i know be concerned about the health and well-being of others maybe she would be concerned about the health and well-being of others when she does you know uh drugs which i realize is not always your thought when you're doing drugs you're more concerned about your drugs which just makes it weird that she would then be so philanthropic yeah hmm that's just that's interesting Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. Delicious blind items. Just gossip, remember. Mm. Just gossip. Just gossip. All right. uh, Have you ever wondered how to ruin your career in 24 hours? Oh, look. Somebody's teaching us that lesson. We'll find out who after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Well, we've got a really great easy manual to share with you. It is called How to Ruin Your Career in 24 Hours. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, Bradley, who uh, who ruined their career in 24 hours? Uh, well, and is trying to get it back, and I wouldn't say ruined his career, but he sure made uh, a stink of it yesterday. Norm MacDonald, just before his new Netflix talk show premieres, and in the, the PR uh, running up to it, he made some comments that drove a lot of people insane yesterday, and up yeah. a wall, I was myself one of them. Uh, he weighed in on the topic of Roseanne. He weighed in on the topic of Me Too. And well, within 24 hours, he had issued a, you know, uh, an apology. We'll get to the apology. But I did want to just talk about his comments mm-hmm. in particular. First of all, when was the last time you'd heard of Norm MacDonald? I mean, Saturday Night Live. Right. Like, But he's done a lot since then. But yeah. I didn't know that he had a show coming out. And so insofar as now we all know, okay, maybe that was great publicity. However. But if you um, don't have a show, it's not going to be great publicity. What I didn't know and what I read about in this particular um, article uh, that came out yesterday from uh, The Hollywood Reporter is that actually, first of all, David Letterman is his mentor. Didn't mm-hmm. know that. And he had suggested that he get his own show. And in fact, David Letterman is a producer for this show. And it's called, um, oh, I forget. I think it's literally called the Norm MacDonald Show. Uh, Norm MacDonald has a show which debuts um, in two days. 
It's a freewheeling hour that focuses on one guest per episode, including Jane Fonda, Judge Judith Scheinlin, McDonald's former SNL, McDonald's former SNL boss Lauren Michael. Oh, mm-hmm. McDonald's. Yeah, not former SNL. Not the boss. Golden Arches. Not the. Go- I was like, did they own Saturday Night Live? <laughs> um, no. Anyway, so that's the kind of show. But then it's when they they're like, okay, so tell us about you know some politics. Are you going to talk politics? And he has some comments, and it's all just sort of like him. You know, Norm McDonald, if you'll remember him from Saturday Night Live, was sort of like his shtick was. Just to be sort of, you know, direct. And very dry. Right. Yes. Right. And and very just sort of, he just put it out yeah. there. So some of those comments, pretty, you know, um, understandable in terms of how he views politics. and But then it's when he gets to Roseanne, uh, the Louis C.K. incident, um, the Me Too movement in general. And um, I could probably just read like a little one yeah. of the answers. They said, so, um, you know. Tell us more about Me Too. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And he he basically said, I'm happy the Me Too movement has slowed down a little bit. It used to be 100 women can't be lying. And then it became one woman can't lie. And then it, that became, I believe, all women. And then you're like, what? Like that Chris Hardwick guy, I really thought, uh, he says, I that Chris Hardwick guy, I really thought he got the blunt end of the stick there. So he's basically saying like, you know, that Me Too movement, it just kept getting so, you know, it was just particular. So like, it was such a specific, movement. You know, like, used to be you had to, like, sexually assault 100 women. Now it's just one? Okay, so that's maybe not directly what he's saying, but that's the the path that he's going down. Well, then when he gets to Louis C.K. and Roseanne Barr, he actually told Louis to call Roseanne because she was such a mess after this kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, obviously Louis can relate to what you're going through. Okay. I, I don't know. But here's where I think it gets, you know, telling. There are very few people that have gone through what they have, losing everything in a day. Of course, people will go, what about the victims? But you know what? The victims didn't have to go through that. Wow. Okay. Wanna, do you want to take a stab at that or should I? Because I'm... I've already you're had like, some time to set with it, but your knives are sharpened. Your your pump has been primed. I that is like literally there are very the few people most that have had to go through what they have. Tone deaf, tone not even just insensitive, ill advised, ridiculous. That's the best I can do on short notice. Go. Yeah. No. I mean that's that's basically it. Um, look. The the victims actually had to go through the victim. They're the stuff. victims. That's why they're called victims. Yeah. And yes, people who are victimizers are the only ones that have had to go through the experience of victimizing. So mm-hmm. it's just such a bizarre, like in the dumb, like in the way that that uncle you have and some other people, mm-hmm. that uncle you have, like it's all about him. And mm-hmm. he justifies whatever the whatever is happening in the world gets run through his mm-hmm. filter as if he's in that position. Mm-hmm. You can just see that Norm McDonald's like, well, if I was in that position, I would feel like, oh, God, you know, my world just c- collapsed out around me. Well, sure. But it's not like it just happened out of nowhere this, for no oh, reason at all. This is what is wrong with our world today. Well, among other things. I know. But yes. So, but among them, it like there is such a... Uh, Lack of understanding about consequences and what that means and that consequences can be permanent yeah. and that they usually are deserved 
and that you have to live through them. Mm-hmm. And that does not make you a victim of consequences. Yeah. Norm McDonald. Well, um, at Al. At Al. Yep. Mostly at Harvey and Bill. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I also wanted to just tell you, so so that happened and I sat with that on the mm-hmm. couch thinking, wow, look, it's a cranky old white guy who got his own show because oh. mm. we needed more of that in the world. Right. And, you know, maybe that would have been a career path for me if I didn't have critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I sat with that on the couch and then the next uh, few hours later, there is obviously an apology. Right. Why? Because everything happens like this right now. So he apologized for his remarks and I was like, oh, good. Maybe he saw the light right away. I want you to sit with this apology. Mm-hmm. Quote, if my words sounded like I was minimizing the pains that uh, the pain that their victims feel to this day, I am deeply sorry. Okay. If, so I break that, that down. I already please. hate that. Anytime an apology starts with, if the thing I did caused X, Y, or Z. Not even caused. Then I am sorry. Yeah. That's not an apology. That is not an apology. That does not count. That does not. If you go to apology school, that is taught. Yeah. Do not start your apology with if I caused any or if this happened as a result of my actions, then. Yeah. If my words sounded like. That's an Not excuse. like I minimized the pain of victims. Yeah. I am sorry. Yeah. Get rid of your ifs and your thens. Yeah. So that's where we are. We're not surprised. Again, it's just another cranky dude that thinks he doesn't have to be bothered. The, the other thing I really wanted to say very quickly was in this article, you know, um, Hannah Gadsby. Yeah. Uh, Gadsby, right? Yep. yep. She has this wonderful Netflix special. A lot of people in comedy have been talking about mm-hmm. it because it's very just, it's unique. Um, anyway, he's like, uh, he references that show and is like, this is what's wrong with comedy today. Did you see it? They asked Norm McDonald. No, but from what I've read, uh-uh. Nuh-uh. And I was like, okay, again, nope. another Mm-mm. dude who thinks he doesn't even have to bother nope. to do the thinking no, part. That's lazy. Yeah. So anyway, oh. that's where we're at. And his show premieres in two days. It's on Netflix. We'll see about Go that. We'll see about that. All right. When we come back, we're so excited. We have Stevie Ray in studio with us to talk about our assignment for Project Down and Dirty Comedy. We're going to talk about the charity that we are working with. And maybe we'll run through an exercise or something after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My MyTalk 1071.